From Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Arun from Ilantis and Network Intelligence. It's really great to have you on. Yeah, it's my pleasure to be on this uh, podcast, uh, Brad. Absolutely. So, to kick us off, can you tell me a bit about yourself as well as your companies? Yeah, sure. As you mentioned that currently I'm leading two cybersecurity companies. The first one is called Islanders Services, which is a leading identity and access management services company. And the second company where both these companies, the most together, actually Network Intelligence acquired Islanders Services. So I'm also the CEO of Network Intelligence for America's region and network intelligence actually offers digital security. It's very complementary to what Islandtest does. Beyond identity, rest of the cybersecurity services are provided by network intelligence. So combining both these companies together, we offer end-to-end cybersecurity services to our clients worldwide. That's awesome. So what's your story? How did you get into this industry? Oh, that's a nice question. So how did I get into this? In fact, uh, the story goes back a long time back when I was studying in India. So I went to um, one of the premier institute there called uh, IIT Kanpur. IIT is quite famous in U.S. as well. A lot of folks from there in U.S. So I was taking a class in uh, cryptography and my professor actually started talking about that since the time uh, the human civilization existed, there was a fight between good guys and the bad guys. And this fight is not going to end ever, okay? And that's where the first day of the class started, that the importance of cybersecurity. At that time, it was just security and cryptography. And uh, when I passed out from, completed my uh, education from there, so I started working in the area as a researcher, as a cryptographer, and published multiple research papers. So initial my uh, affair with the cybersecurity was as a researcher and as a cryptographer but as cybersecurity started becoming um, more important and it has started coming from perimeter to the center stage so i grew along with that through multiple organizations so it has started primarily with the companies there the companies where i worked in india it started with the infosys technologies and there is started a focused group working in cybersecurity area and that was a time like year 2000 when many of the regulations were coming in. So Sarbanes-Oxley was announced and then the healthcare uh, regulation came, HIPAA. So those were all new buzzwords. And we were building up a practice to be able to address the customer need for uh, data protection and security. But the actual uh, game changer in my career happened when I moved from Infosys to Wipro, where I built the cybersecurity business almost from scratch. When I joined, it was a very small team of about 30, 40 people. And in my tenure of about 10 years, okay, we grew it to close to uh, 4,000 people. So that was a time those 10 years cybersecurity worldwide actually caught a lot of momentum and it became the boardroom issue. So the kind of success which we demonstrated there, okay, that got attention to with the multiple organizations. And then I uh, was hired by Accenture to start a new line of business focused on managed security services. So there I joined as a MD and a global leader for managed security services and uh, build that entire practice. 
And uh, later on, I moved to EY as a partner, and they are also building up this cybersecurity as a service model. And now in the CEO role, working for Islanders in the beginning, and now combining Islanders and network intelligence, both the organization. So in short, that was my journey uh, through these companies. That's awesome. So let's talk about building these companies. What uh, tactics and strategies have you found to be successful in building these companies? So one of the learning I had, and I was blessed to have worked for uh, large and some very large organizations, as well as the startup and uh, a small organization. So the strategies had been very different as compared to the large organization and the smaller companies. While I was uh, building up managed security business for Accenture, there the focus was not that, okay, how we are going to get the first customer. The business was coming in, lot many clients and the existing customer base was available for us to be able to go and position the services. The main focus was how we can deliver a high quality, high end top notch services to address the customer need. And as I moved from Accenture to EY and uh, to Islanders, okay, then the focus was very different. Here, the main focus was how to get the customers on the table to talk. So the, the brand is uh, very new. It's a startup, a lot of skepticism in the market. So how to get the clients on the table was the biggest problem. From the focus on the quality service offering and the quality deliverable, suddenly the focus on the smaller company changed. And as a CEO, that how we can actually bring more leads, more opportunities on the table and how uh, we can drive the sales. So sales becomes the primary and most important factor for a smaller organization. And that's where the focus changes to be able to drive the growth. Absolutely. Any major lessons learned or things that you have gone or things, roadblocks you've come up against or anything? Oh, multiple, multiple lessons, but I'll probably highlight a couple of them. For a, a small size company or mid-sized company, when you are building up cybersecurity offering, it's very important to be able to get the right talent. Okay, talent is uh, uh, of utmost critical factor uh, to uh, you know attract the right talent, to retain the right talent, because around that the entire thing then bubbles up. So that was one of the um, uh, early learning that how to uh, attract the right people into this uh, brand, which is not so well known, and then retain them. What are the strategies and techniques which we can take, how to treat each individual very differently to be able to get their best passion out for the benefit of organization. Okay, so that was one of the lessons learned. And uh, Second, very interesting lesson, which I learned, which is unique to me, not many other CEOs might have gone through. So when I started my journey as a CEO, okay, the company had a, a product as well as services, both intermingled in the organization. And there was a lot of mindset issue. There was a lot of issues related to bringing the product mind and the services mind. And it took little while, but I realized very clearly and distinctively that product and services have very different DNAs. And they cannot actually sit in the same organization under the same management, and we require to actually treat them differently. So that was another lesson that organizations who are building up cybersecurity product, they should actually take their journey focusing 100% on the product. And the organizations who are focusing on services, they should actually not confuse the entire team by bringing the product also into the mix. I think whosoever is trying to mix, okay, will realize uh, sooner or later that it's not the right strategy. 
Absolutely. So what has been your pivoting topics a little bit here? Like LinkedIn, content, marketing, all that stuff. What's been your strategy when it comes to all that? Yeah. So as I mentioned, Brad, the smaller the organization, the sales and the growth becomes more and more uh, challenging and the critical or the center focus area. To be able to grow the company, there had been multiple strategies which we adopted. And I'll say that we still I experiment with multiple new ways how we can actually create better impact into the market. So it starts with the creating a lead generation team okay, who can do the cold calling and run the email campaign, identify the right specs and prospects okay, where we can actually go and tap into the information or share our capabilities with them. The second core area is like we also require to build the very different, most modern approaches to go to market. Five years back, six years back, the traditional approach to go to market was like hire the salespeople and all each of those salespeople will actually reach out in their network, get to the customer and do the selling. But now what we are realizing that model is changing in a dramatic manner where, you know, the influx of modern technologies, the digital marketing strategies, the digital approaches for attracting the traffic onto your website and then getting to know what people are trying to do. You might be aware that companies started selling the intention data, okay, which was a bit of a surprise for me when I heard this term two, three years back that if somebody has got intention to buy a particular product, okay, and if you are doing a Google search or maybe you are talking or Facebook, all that data gets actually filtered through and people are actually selling it into the market as a product. Leveraging all those techniques and digital marketplace, our go-to-market strategy need to be actually complying with where the market is heading and how the um, smaller companies can tap into that. And then the third area which we are working on very strongly is to build an ecosystem. So old days are gone where uh, only by direct, uh, directly presenting to the client you can win the deal. You need to have a full ecosystem of influencer, the people who are talking positive about you, who know, who are very well connected and they can actually influence and they can actually direct those opportunities early on to be able to get to us. So I think it's a combination of all that, the traditional and the modern approaches, okay, which we are leveraging to be able to plan an accelerated growth for the organization. Absolutely. What's one of the bigger challenges you face as CEO and how do you overcome it? I think as a CEO, the biggest challenge, what I feel always is the mindset change. Like many times when you are bringing the new transformation strategy, so how to get everybody on board to be able to drive those transformation in the organization. And the associated factor is the emotional uh, maturity. Like there's a new term which is getting very popular, emotional quotient. The people, the next level leadership and as many people in the organization need to have high level of emotional maturity to be able to understand the big picture and be part of the transformation and the change. I think getting people trained and make them realize the big picture as well as uh, encouraging people to gain higher emotional maturity. Okay, that's what I feel as a one of the biggest challenge. Absolutely. And what's one thing you wish you would have known before you first became a CEO that you know now? Um, so I came from large organization to a small and a startup kind of organization. And one thing which I always felt that I needed to have a better handle of cash flow management. 
Hmm. The elements which I never bothered in the large organization because we were providing cybersecurity services as a part of the larger organization. So day-to-day -day cash flow is not so much important. However, as you work for a smaller organization, this becomes one of the primary element. While you have, you might have multiple thoughts related to strategic changes and tactical changes in the organization, but as a CEO, you should never forget that if the cash flow management is not done well, okay, you run out of oxygen. So that's something which I had a hard lesson to learn and then dive deep in, deep into that to be able to understand that how it works and small factors like the payment cycle and you completed the service client is taking 60 days to pay you back or 45 days earlier i i never bothered about it but as you work for a company which is end-to-end -end doing only this part over there these each of these elements it matter a lot so i think having that acumen and knowledge okay is very helpful absolutely is there any advice you'd give your younger self if you could go back in time and plant some advice in the early years? So I would say that um, getting into a startup and leading the role as the CEO, I think I should have done it long time back. Okay, It was there in my mind while I was working with Wipro or Accenture. Several times it came, came in my mind that I should jump and take higher risk and lead a company holistically. And if I have to go back and relook at, probably I should have started the journey much earlier in the career. Okay, we are taking the risk and then running it holistically. That would have been really fantastic in terms of overall experience. Absolutely. And any advice you have for your industry as a whole? And any advice for the other entrepreneurs, CEOs out there that are listening today? Yep. To more than two decades, I spent focusing in cybersecurity area. And one thing which I'm openly sharing with you, like uh, one thing which bothers me that all our technique, all our um, expertise goes in terms of defending from the cyber attack. So there are adversaries who are constantly trying to steal the sensitive information from us. And we actually, you know, put all the technologies to be able to defend ourselves. There is no uh, kind of defined focus on counter-offensive strategies towards able to disrupt these attackers in a big way. While I was there during my Accenture days, we had a lot of research and focus on active defense, which was predominantly to look at that what these attackers are doing and find out from which place the attacks are emerging, gathering all the data, and then after going to the law enforcement agencies and putting them un under control. However, this is the right time when the multiple nations are at, uh, nation states are at cyber war. Okay, we require to look at the entire strategy and probably the counter offensive need to come in the center stage. Like what you are seeing, the cyber warfare, which is going on with the Ukraine and what they are doing, it's all over there in the news. And instead of just defending ourselves or doing active defense, we should now really focus on counter-offensive strategies and each organization need to start thinking about that how it can actually help bring these attackers under tighter control. Interestingly, next month I had been invited in a webinar and it's Eisenhower Fellowship World Forum where I'll be speaking and sharing some of my thoughts around cyber warfare and counter-offensive strategies. I think that's really very close to me that how we can actually transform the entire market and the approach to control these attackers who are constantly challenging us. Absolutely. Hey, it's been amazing to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining today and sharing all your wisdom and insights. 
Yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you, Brad, and uh, looking forward to staying in touch. Absolutely.